0: No, I never watched. it. Uh, for the record, Tyler is admitting that he's watched "Touched by an Angel." Dude, my
1: mom was obsessed with that shit. I had to wa- I watched that show. Was that one of the ones that came on like every weeknight, or was it probably one episode that's, a week? No, that's probably one of
0: those shows yeah, dude, that was that on, like...
1: and Doctor Quinn, Medicine Woman. <laughs> I mean, that's dude, crazy. If you're my age, you need to know your mom wanted to fuck this character named Sully on TV back in the day. Just so you know,
0: uh, on Doctor Quinn, Medicine Woman. Totally forgot about that shit, dude. What a, what a, that's wild.
1: Gene Seymour was a babe. She was a babe. I, this is one of those episodes that I don't want to do because I don't think anyone's going to give a shit about it. And I think that you and I are just wasting our time.
0: Uh, I do have a compliment about Sunny Day Real Estate. And I'm just going to say my one positive thing that I'm going to say about this depressing ass fucking band is that it takes real balls to be this shitty and just still put out (laughs) four albums. (laughs) That's fucking, that takes uh, balls, dude. Bigger balls than I could possibly imagine having. That's amazing. I mean, honestly, it's really fucking amazing.
1: So I've never listened to this band because I have good taste in music and <laughs> nothing nothing that was influenced by this is good. None of my favorite bands have ever been like, oh yeah, Sunny Day Real Estate. That's it for me. You got to check that out. So I just never got around oh. to this. I'm aware of the reputation that it has, of course, but I also kind of figured that if it mattered that much, I would have heard it. I pressed play on this and I'm just like, okay, I get it. You heard "Rights of Spring and Jawbreaker. Like what the no, fuck? For sure. I mean, and for real, what's weird is the reputation that Diary specifically, the Sunny Day Real Estate album Diary specifically, that album's reputation. There are people who think that this band basically invented emo, or were at least the most influential emo band, or something. And Some no, people,
0: though, that is probably one of the most common things that people believe about but it's Sunny not Day. They true, bel- they, a ton of people would say they are the most pinnacle important emo bands they literally created the genre you're looking for "Rights of spring and jawbreaker
1: that's who the bands that you think sunny day influence were influenced by mm-hmm. sunny day real estate sincerely cites early u2 as perhaps their biggest influence fuck this from the ground up man i'm not on board Anybody who's I'm not on board. Who's
0: who is your biggest influence? Oh Bono, Bono, probably. It would probably have to be uh have you ever heard of a band called U2? Which, dude, we should take one second in this episode because you brought up Bono and just to say we should probably do a follow-up episode to U2 simply because Bono has been in the news lately, and the ego on Bono is on another. Uh, I can stop the war with a poem. He lives on another planet, dude. That dude's yeah, reality. He's been rich for too long. Yes, he, his reality is not anyone else's fucking reality. Insane. Uh, anyways, point being is anybody who would say that you two or Bono is their biggest influence automatically should be ejected from music in general, and should not be taken serious. Unfortunately, somehow nobody had that state of mind at the time when somebody in Sunday Real Estate decided to utter these words. I really don't understand how this band
1: gained the reputation that they have. And it's it's only within certain circles, you know. I just can't imagine that very many people ever cared about this band. I don't think that very many people ever did. And it's not just because the music is as bad as it is. It's because there were so many superior versions of this that were already happening. Mm-hmm. It's not like this band came out and, oh yeah, I mean, they suck, but they were the first ones to do it. They were not the first ones to do it. And other bands were doing it so much better than them for an extremely long time mm-hmm. before this happened. I So I just don't get how this somehow gets put in front front of everything else this band sounds like the first high school band of guys who then went on to
0: be in better bands yeah that's what sunny day real estate sounds like to me so that's why i th- that i think that is actually a big chunk of sunny day's popularity is other musicians who go wow this is fucking terrible but everyone else loves it that means my even worse band somehow is is valid. My even worse taste in music is valid because this is so bad. I think in a weird way, the band validated people's terrible taste in music and also terrible bands that they themselves were in. Does that make sense? You're a shitty band. You're always going to go, yeah, we're shitty, but we're not that shitty. I just think it was grunge
1: is what was popular, which is a horrible genre of music. Yeah. So if you wanted to be, More indie than grunge, which obviously like a huge part of the whole grunge thing was seeing cred and being indie and, you know, fuck the man. Yeah. Anti-corporate Pearl Jam against Ticketmaster, blah, 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 blah. So the logical extension of that is getting further and further away. Like, I, oh, I don't listen to bands on the radio. How cute. I listen to. Uh, what's the worst fucking thing happening right now yeah. that nobody else would like? No, the- That band. I listened to Sunny Day Real Estate. Yeah. In order to be counterculture to the counterculture that had hit the mainstream, your option is this bullshit. Even though the band Slint... Put out the album spiderland years before sunny day real estate released diary like how is diary relevant in a world where spiderland already exists drive like Jehu's yank crime came out the same year as diary unwound's fake train came out the year before why were any of you listening to sunny day real estate You have unfinished homework over here. If you were listening to Diary instead of these albums,
0: what the fuck are you doing? Mm, True. To go back to something that you said earlier in your little diatribe here was uh, it is kind of the logical conclusion in my mind. I think Sunny Day really closes the book on grunge. Because if the, if the <laughs> yeah, it's like it's the literally the bookend. Uh, because if 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 grunge is yeah, it's like rejection, almost like this punk rock attitude. But then every one of these bands gets played on the radio and launched into fucking mega stardom, like Pearl Jam, Els Chain, Soundgarden. All these bands just get sucked up into the vortex of popularity, but you're always, you still have to have this, like, I'm I'm a real grunge person. I genuinely still think fuck the man. And then you're like, okay, there's only one band left, you know, that no one at radio is ever going to play. It's Sunny Day Real Estate. I love that fucking band.
1: Here's how I know how that's true. So this is a terrible band name, right? Sunny Day Real Estate. It only gets worse when you find out why that is this band's name. I can't remember which one of them Guys in the band, it was one of them was sitting around thinking about how everything was being commodified Mm -hmm, and how mm -hmm, eventually everything is going to be for sale. And someday they'll probably be able to charge you for a sunny day, man. Oh, fuck off, (laughs) dude. (laughs)
0: This is like the time. This this is like the the third time you've ever gotten high and sat around with your friends and just pontificated dumb shit. You
1: know what? I bet someday the man's gonna figure out a way (laughs) to charge
0: you just to enjoy a sunny day. (laughs) That's right.
1: Like, do you know there are people in prison right now?
0: If people have like real fucking problems in life, and this is what you're doing, yeah, smoking way way too much weed with other people, smoking way too much weed, and nobody in there going, "You guys sound like idiots." The thing is, too, is Sunny Day's existence allowed bands like Jimmy Eat World to think it was a good idea to name their band Jimmy Eat World. They allowed the world to name their band Dumber Dumb Shit over and over again. Yeah. It doesn't even make sense. It doesn't flow off your tongue. Hence why even in this episode, I keep I'm going to say Sunny Day because I don't want to say Sunny Day Real Estate because we'll be here for five hours every time I have to say the band name.
1: There are not a lot of dudes in Foo Fighters right now who can honestly say that Foo Fighters is the best band they've ever been in, but the Sunny Day Real Estate guys can. Yeah. I would not be surprised to learn that the band Placebo was formed after the guys in Placebo heard the first Sunny Day Real Estate album and said, wait, is this what you're trying to do?
0: Because here's the best possible version of what it sounds like you're trying to do. Did you guys know that you can actually just make music like normal people like check this out?
1: I think that Sunny Day Real Estate is the ultimate example of how a band can gain a certain reputation or prestige based almost entirely upon the story around the band rather than the band's actual music. Yeah. Sunny Day Real Estate was barely ever even a band. People thought they were mysterious because for a long time they wouldn't do interviews and they only had that one one blurry press photo. Mm -hmm. And then there was a whole thing where they wouldn't play in California. That goes back to like the fuck the man origin story of this as an entire concept. Apparently, because there was so much record label activity in Seattle after Nirvana blew up and the Seattle scene blew up and all the A&R guys were around town, you know? Mm So, I mean, obviously that's fucking annoying. You got these people acting like they give a shit about music, but they're just seeing dollar signs or blowjobs and just all kinds of gross shit. The, uh, one of the dudes in this band, I guess some A&R guy or something told them, yeah, you're getting some traction up here, but, you know, we'll see what happens when you... Come to L.A. Like mm-hmm. that's if you make it in L.A., then that's where how we'll really know. And he was like, "Well, we're, we're, then we'll never play in L.A. We'll never mm-hmm. even play in California." <laughs> and that's why it's like, great, dude. dude. This, this is it's failing upwards. What is
0: that? What is that snake eating itself? Isn't there like a Earl Burrows? Yes. This sums up this band's like arc perfectly. In that, when being counterculture itself becomes a pretentious, shitty attitude in itself. Becomes this perfect snowball of shittiness. We're not gonna fucking do that because we're too cool. But now you just are now you just sound like a pretentious asshole. Now you just sound like an exclusionary piece of shit, which is the exact opposite of what you're supposed to be. When counterculture becomes the culture, it becomes like its own pretentious thing. That's like peak pretentious shit. We've covered so many bands that live in their own asshole, but they'll at least take fucking pictures.
1: Also, back in the day, Jeremy was like a real pretty boy. So I think that they kind of had some sense that if they did, he would instantly become the face of the band and the power dynamics that would happen there. Can you imagine
0: like the singer of a band becoming the face of a band? Wow, that's fucking weird. Put him in the shadows like Tool, then that would have (laughs) worked. Have Jeremy stand in the fucking back of the stage or something if that's such a concern. This is Mark Mosley talking. Uh, By this time, you probably have a good idea whether you agree with us or not. And if you don't like the podcast, that's completely fine. Everyone needs a moronic friend.
1: Either way, we don't really care. We just like to get discussions going around all these topics, you know.
0: If you're a fan of me, Tyler, do us a favor. Go ahead and share this episode. Yeah, tweet about it. Post it on your Facebook. Actually, the thing I think you should do, click the little share button on whatever phone you have send it to someone that you know likes the band of the episode that you're currently listening to. It is most important (laughs) thing... That you know where your friends stand with these things. And the only way to know that is you send them this episode. You wait for the fallout to happen.
1: Right, then go to yfbspod.com. You can get stickers, buttons, shirts. By the time you're hearing this, there's no telling what will be in the store. Just get something. Make sure if it's a sticker, like put it on your car. On the passenger side window facing in after that friend doesn't even acknowledge that you sent them the episode, but they definitely listen to it. No way to resist it. It's kind of awkward. The next time you see them, sure. especially when you're wearing a your favorite band sucks t-shirt mm-hmm. you know, yeah, you'll like it. I'm trying, I'm trying a new catchphrase out. Hey, you'll like it. You'll like it. Mark says you'll like it. <laughs> It's pretty easy to tell whenever the story around a band is the reason anyone is still talking about them because their most popular album, the legendary one that always gets put on the best so-and-so album list, will always not actually be the best one. By any stretch. In this case, Diary is the album that everyone has to rabidly praise, even though it isn't good. It's not a good album. This band's best album is certainly how it feels to be something on the third one Mm that's indisputably a better album. But even there, if that was the only thing this band did and then they broke up, no one would be talking about them Mm -hmm. because the story around this band is why everyone talks about them. They are supposedly this foundational, massively influential thing that happened for a brief moment in time and then broke up in this big, crazy way I don't, Twice. when they which well, time? maybe three times, actually. yeah. When they broke up, the singer posted some letter on the internet that made it sound like his then recent conversion to Christianity was the whole problem with the band. And fans ran with that story for close to a decade. The band has since tried to like walk this back and say that that wasn't actually that big of a deal. But I don't know how much I believe that because it's certainly the only thing that that
0: dude wrote about in that letter that he posted on the internet. That one of the things I read that feel like it made it worse was like the actual reason why they broke up was because the band wasn't. Becoming as successful as they hoped, maybe you should try. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe
1: you should first
0: of all make better music, but second of all, a press photo, perhaps going to l a, perhaps. diary to me really does sound like a high school band went to the studio, recorded some songs, but never actually had a real producer or editor actually edit and produce the album. It just sounds like they recorded it and they kind of mixed it a little bit and they put it out into the world without anybody going, hey, let me polish this turd for you a little bit. It's truly
1: astounding how bad Diary is. If you go look at look up video of these guys playing any of those songs, you a non-musician could watch them doing it and look at what they're doing with their hands and then just copy it on the instrument and play the song. It's so, every single person listening to this episode of this podcast right now knows someone who is in a better band than Sunny Day Real Estate.
0: And all you really need to do, if you're an actual Sunny Day Real Estate fan, which maybe 10% of this podcast even know who they are dude this is even about to, who they this are. is
1: about to replace the interpol episode <laughs> as the least listened to episode i'm
0: so confident that 40 people are listening to you real estate right should probably pay us to do this fucking episode honestly we're helping them tens of thousands of people are going to discover sunday real estate oh, i would like to see their
1: streaming numbers yes. the
0: day before this episode comes out on the day Yo, after we are we are, <laughs> we are doing the biggest favor for sunday real estate it's right weird. now weird God, we could fuck. just
1: not do it. Maybe no, we just won't Jesus release this one. Jesus
0: Christ. We should just release it and just be like, make it all chopped up, make it seem like we think the band is great. I can't, oh, the, what the fuck point was I going to make? Oh, I was going to say is if you're a fan of the band, all you really have to do is take a second and let the nostalgia wear off for a second and really listen to this. Now, because you're an adult and it's been 20 plus years, you can listen to it objectively and you won't lose any friends because you probably don't have any anyways. You could acknowledge that this album sounds like absolute horseshit and you can't say, well, it's just because it was old because it was not that old. And at the time, there were some great ass sounding records coming out. But you were young and you were a little emotional kid and you were like, it just speaks to my soul. But now you're an adult. And if you still relate to this, I hope you're getting therapy because you're supposed to outgrow this. This is a band that you're supposed to outgrow.
1: Yeah. Also, the other thing is, is even if you mistakenly believe that this is a cornerstone album of Midwest emo or whatever, Midwest emo sucks. Midwest hardcore is what you're looking for. You should be listening to Midwest hardcore and the wealth of bands that you then have is ridiculous. This is one of those things where like the more obscure the band is, the more you win. I'm not playing that game, but there's this band called Examination of the dot, dot, dot. That's their band name. It's really fucking annoying, right? So you should love it. Examination (laughs) of the (laughs) dot, dot, dot. The perfect. We are the architects of desire. The Lady in the Radiator. Yes, that is a reference to Head. Do you have a boner yet? Hopefully so. Listen to that band. It's fucking incredible music. And then you just got the list of like page 99 adjacent bands. City of Caterpillar, all the Ed Gein type stuff. There's just, there's so much awesome music that was being made at the same time as this and directly after it. That's just, it's, come on. Yeah. Come on. I mean, I'm always disappointed, honestly, not just in... The music, when something has this reputation and you listen to it for the first time, you're like, really, this?
0: Yeah, yeah. That's the thing is usually my always my wife always asks me before I come over here, like, what, guy, what are you guys doing tonight? And I tell her.
1: Oh, mm-hmm. well, we just hit 20 minutes. Oh, well, we did, her. We did, her. did, we we did hit.
0: our goal. <laughs> I didn't think we were going to make it even 20 minutes. I know, minutes. <laughs> we made it 20 in. And, uh, and I only really have two more points in my head too. I'm almost uh, done. <laughs> my wife uh, said like, oh, what are you guys doing tonight? And I was like, oh, we're doing whatever, Sunday real estate. And she was like, uh I was like, did you ever listen to it? She was like, no. So I turned one on, I turned on whatever song it was. And I was like, do you like this? And I swear to God, she looked at me like she was never going to like <laughs> touch my penis ever again. <laughs> like it was as if that was it. I was the most unattractive you know what? Man. This is the last fucking straw, this buddy. This is it. Like, you're going to make me even listen to five seconds of this? Fuck you, move out, we're over. I'm getting the kids in the house. Like, you got to go. I don't think if I, if, I, if I could pay her to listen to an entire album, I don't think she would. And she's like open to all sorts of shit. She likes terrible music. She likes long nails, whatever. But this was this was a bridge too far. This
1: seems like a band that you have to convince yourself you like. You know what I'm saying? I don't think anyone hears this and is just like, oh fuck yeah. No, I think that fans of this band are brainwashing themselves essentially sunny day real estate was already breaking up by the time they started recording their second album and it had to therefore be released with unfinished lyrics yet there are still fans who manage to convince themselves that it's great Mm -hmm. There are people who the second album is their favorite one. Guys, it's not, they didn't finish making it. Mm -hmm. It's
0: not done. It's Mm -hmm. not complete. Mm -hmm. You're eating bread dough. But that adds to the romanticization of this idea of what they are to so many people. Another thing for them to latch onto and be like, yes, but that's what makes it great. And like, no, it doesn't. That's Makes it worse. It's ridiculous. Makes you an idiot.
1: The reason this band has songs named Seven, Eight, and Nine is because those were the seventh, eighth, and ninth songs they wrote. They reuse song ideas over and over. There are probably a dozen songs about turning around or being run around or going in circles. They even reuse such specific lyrics as suede scars in, I think at least three songs. So this guy like comes up with the concept of a suede scar which is stupid. That's a fucking dumb... What does that even mean, dude? It's, it's, yeah, Suede is a fabric. Scars are a thing. Yeah. Suede's like the most easily stained fabric ever. You can stain it with water. If you get suede wet, it will become stained. So how does this relate to the idea of a scar and healing and just fuck off with these? Again, conceptually, just it's bad. These guys were basically doing the bare minimum necessary to come off as creative deep thinkers and to technically be able to call themselves a band this is almost like someone wanted to lie about having been in a band fucked off and shat this thing out real fast oh i'm in a band really you know you're not in a band guys we gotta we gotta start a band i told this girl i was in a band we gotta do a
0: fucking band (laughs) i told this girl we have to follow through we do have to I just love the idea of a band getting together, putting out one album, and then having to break up, but then still having to finish his album, then having to break up again. You guys can't get your fucking shit together. You Honestly, I think him... I know that the Jesus stuff and him becoming a freaking Jesus freak weirdo, whatever, played a part in it. But like the drummer seems not okay, man. Yeah, there's, the there's, drummer's there's, obsessed with Dave Grohl because yeah, the whole Foo Fighters there's, thing. There's other shit going on here for sure.
1: Maybe it's because they were always arguing with each other. But the vocals of every Sunny Day Real Estate song on the first two albums sound like these dudes do not even want to be in the, in a band. Mm-hmm. let alone the band that they're in. How many of these songs are about how much the band
0: sucks? How many of these songs are about how much it sucks being in this band? Like that's actually what they're writing their songs I about. I bet. What is the inspiration for this song? Well, the band is, and you know, how much I fucking hate being in the band. I hate this band so much and I'm in this band. So they start the band, break up
1: almost immediately, get back together in 97, break up again. They did a reunion tour. And then tried to write an th- Yeah, article. and they were trying to write an album. And, and then it. the drummer who's obsessed with Dave Grohl gets on the internet and posts some shit about how he can't... Be- I'm, I don't know this quote exactly. I just remember reading it once. So he says something about, every now and then I'm reminded that the best album Sunny Day Real Estate ever recorded is sitting in Dave Grohl's sock drawer, which makes it sound like, A, this band was able to successfully get back together and make an album... And B, Dave Grohl stopped it from coming out. Mm -hmm. So then people go to the dude who's in Foo Fighters still. And they're like, hey, your Sunny Day real estate band guy over here is saying this wild shit. Is that true? And he's like, no, it's not true at all. And then the drummer dude from Sunny Day had to walk back his statement saying he thought it was obvious that he was speaking metaphorically. Because apparently the situation was that Sunny Day real estate tried to make an album old shit came up or they just weren't feeling it. The music wasn't coming or who knows what. And it just didn't, didn't happen. No outside problems. They stopped making the album. They bail on it. It doesn't get finished. There's no finished album. And then the connection to Dave Grohl is just that they were recording it in his studio. The Mm -hmm. studio that they were recording in was owned by Dave Grohl. He wasn't in the room. He made no decision at all in any part of this process. And like, I'm not trying to defend Dave Grohl right now. Fuck Dave Grohl. Who gives a shit? But, <laughs> but it's not Dave Grohl's fault. Entirely misrepresenting the situation because he has some weird, 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 weird obsession yeah. with this
0: dude. Yeah. Dave
1: Grohl is absolutely a better drummer than this guy. And maybe, maybe
0: that just fucks with him. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe there's like some really, really, really deep-seated, vicious jealousy there. Maybe that's all it is. I would like to say that uh, I'd never had this issue. Okay, you know when your body gets sick and it comes in and it attacks the virus and then like it rege- you know, it overcomes the virus and boots it out. <laughs> my thoughts about Sunday Day Real Estate as we're recording this is like are being evaporated, like being attacked by my brain. I had this whole point that I wanted to say and as you were talking, it was as if my brain was like, no, 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 get, this has got to go. It was it was treating my thought about what I wanted to say next as a virus and it attacked it and it erased it from my brain. That's how much my, my body is rejecting this entire episode that somehow now is over 25 minutes long.
1: I've got more notes, but honestly, it's not, I don't care. It's not Dude, worth it. I, it no, the, you know what I
0: care? The fact is that Jeremy Enig and Sunday Real Estate owe us money because you just got <laughs> exposed to tens of thousands more people because of this fucking episode, period. You owe us money. The last
1: thing I do want to say though is- The album that everyone hates, the fourth album, was pointless, absolutely pointless, complete dog shit, called The Rising Tide. It has one song on it that is called The Ocean, and it has another song on it that is called The Rain Song. Neither of these songs is a cover of Led Zeppelin's songs that are called the same thing.
0: What are you guys doing? They should have just stuck with the numbers. This is song number sixty nine and number <laughs> sixty nine. Right, this is song number four twenty.
1: If they manage to keep this reunion together long enough I, to make I'm, an album, which, you, they, I'm which they won't, and they don't make an al- a song titled sixty nine,
0: yeah, they're fuck them. Oh,
1: I'll even d- worse, I'll
0: delete this episode from our fucking catalog. <laughs> <laughs> it would just be a ghost episode. It won't even be. I'm pretty sure they put out an episode about Sunday real estate nope. like never fucking happened bro I've been listening to your favorite
1: band sucks since the sunny day episode
0: <laughs> I heard it oh, I heard it that's <laughs> right I tried to record it and I didn't And fucking now it's gone forever this just makes me want to start a fight with you and break up this podcast because <laughs> if we should <laughs> we should break up like after every episode or something.
1: If this is what happens, fuck it, man. I know, I know. I mean, it's so consistently works for every band that tries it. LCD sound system gets to break up for like two years or some shit. Five years. What was it? It's
0: a thing. It's definitely a thing when a band goes on hiatus or they quit. These guys break up after basically
1: every album
0: (laughs) that they've ever made. All right, let's never do that shit again. It's like clout chasing before that was even a thing. You know what I mean? Before it was called that. That's really what it feels like. We need a story. What's the story? I got it. I got it. Let's break up.
1: Don't you think if these guys thought their music was good, that it would be a little more difficult for them to decide to just walk away from the entire thing? It would be really hard. If you were in a band that was making kick ass music and you knew it, it would be really hard to walk away from that. Even if one of the guys is an asshole. Look at how many bands clearly have problems, inter-band problems. They love the music so much that they keep doing it. Sure. But these guys are like, oh, fuck this. I mean, I don't even like this shit. So fuck
0: you. Fuck this. I'm out. That's what it is. They're like, you know, we could kick that guy out of the band, but honestly, I don't even give a fuck. Do we really want to keep this shit train going? Let's just break up. We could get rid of him, but then what? We're going to put out another shitty album? Fuck it. I don't even know how to wrap this up because the thing is is part of the reason why we're even doing this episode is because they're about to do a reunion tour assuming they even can make it through the entire <laughs> reunion tour <laughs> if and the best thing that they would do would break up in the middle of the reunion tour and that would be like the most ideal thing that could possibly happen and i'm not kidding jeremy and bandmates you owe us money because you're about to make a dick load of money from people going and listening to your shitty band because i want to see episode. your spotify
1: checks after this episode yes yeah,
0: they're gonna double Can guarantee it, because if Sunny Day Real Estate is your favorite band...
1: You are welcome for another sad-ass episode of Your Favorite Band Sucks. Seems like literally every person who knows about the existence of Sunny Day Real Estate was A. Disappointed they got a Maroon 5 episode instead, and B. Thought we really weren't gonna give y'all one on Sunny Day. Well, here you go. It was just a little joke and you can stop whining. Now, if all 20 people still listening to this go buy some merch from our website, then maybe this will have been worth doing. Oh, this has nothing to do with Sunny Day, except I mentioned them earlier. The band City of Caterpillar is also currently in the middle of a reunion tour. If you want to go see a real band, then I would strongly encourage finding out if they're coming anywhere near you. Alright, can't wait to read all the comments people have already left saying they knew we were too scared to do an episode on Hendrix. Because you're fucking wrong. When the podcast returns, we will be thoroughly dismantling the Jimi Hendrix experience.